What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, July 6th, and Sound of Freedom is crushing it at the box office. It is the number one movie in America, putting a target on the backs of child sex traffickers across the world. Today, I will be joined by Operation Underground Railroad President and COO Matt Osborne. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation, but I cannot do that anymore. That is why I decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lace Show. So hit the follow button, and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. If you're watching the broadcast live here on Rumble, please share it so we get some more people into the live. If you guys are watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please hit me with a rating and review over there. It goes a long way to help me out. Well, the number one movie in America is Sound of Freedom. It has beaten Indiana Jones and Dial 1 for Wokeness at the box office. Uh, become And I'll tell you, I couldn't be happier to see this happen. The child sex trafficking trade around the world is something that it's very hard to talk about. You can't just talk about it openly sometimes and everybody. Uh, it's, it's a hard topic to discuss, but it's one that needs to be discussed. It's an epidemic all over the world. And thank God that uh, Sound of Freedom has really put the spotlight on what has been just a a growing criminal enterprise that has, I think, overtaken the drug trade as far as the most lucrative um, illegal trade in the world. So today I'm honored to have Operation Underground Railroad President and CEO Matt Osborne. Now, Sound of Freedom is based on the true story of Tim Ballard, who founded Operation uh, Underground Railroad. So uh, Matt is the president and COO, so it's going to be an honor to have him on here to talk about all this stuff and it just seems like uh, it is, you know, we're so far removed or so many years away from when Epstein supposedly hung himself. Uh, and we still yet to have gotten one person on the actual Epstein client list. Now, one person has paid a price. This guy was selling God knows how many children. Who was he selling them to? Uh, that is something that I think Democrats, Republicans should both be on board with trying to get to the bottom of here. But I'm going to talk about that with Matt and so much more. Today's episode being brought to you by MyPillow. Get over to MyPillow.com. The 4th of July sale continues going on this week, up to 80% off. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. You can save up to 80%. I think think the sale ends on Friday before they're going to start into a new promotion. So take advantage of it now while it's still there. MyPillow.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. Save up to 80% on your entire order. All right, so let's not waste any more time here. Let's jump right into it. I'm going to bring Matt. He's got he's in the Zoom room here. Let's bring him in. Joining me now, Matt Osborne. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. Oh, thanks so much, Alex. Great to be on. Well, let me start right here. Obviously, uh, Sound of Freedom is the number one movie in America, and it's uh, about the true story of Tim Ballard, founder of Operation Underground Railroad. If you could, just for the listeners here who are maybe unfamiliar with what exactly is Operation Underground Railroad? What's your role there? Yeah, isn't it amazing? Sound of Freedom giving Indiana Jones a run for its money. Who would have thought it? <laughs> Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit that empowers law enforcement in the United States and around the world to fight child exploitation and human trafficking. I served 12 years with the CIA and U.S. Department of State working in Mexico, Venezuela and Spain, where my eyes were open to this crime. 
Sound of Freedom traces the start of Operation Underground Railroad, where we became a, you know, started a public-private partnership, where we're a nonprofit providing funding, training, tools, technology, or as moviegoers will see overseas, we use the American face, the Western face to set up traffickers, rescue the kids, get them back to their parents or into vetted aftercare homes. Yeah, well, God bless you guys for what you do. And I, I think I, I think it's a subject that's, uh, you know, people are afraid kind of to talk about it out in the open because it's such a, uh, a very contentious issue, this entire thing uh, of what's going on with children all across the world. But I, I think it's important that we shine the spotlight on it. One thing I wanted to point out, I did see you um, the other day somewhere on social media saying, which I thought was kind of odd, but I guess makes sense, that none of the proceeds from Sound of Freedom are going to Operation Underground Railroad. But I, I, I would imagine it's a great promotional tool for what you do. But it, it, that is the case. And how is the how has the film so far? Have you seen a jump and a rise in the website traffic and in people donating to the site? And how can they help if they want to? Alec, thank you so much for those questions. Yes, it is a separate project, but that's okay. We love what Angel Studios is doing to get this in front of so many people. As you probably know, Hollywood did not want this out, right? They were fighting this. They did not want these kind of, you know, religious, uh, you know, tones out there that we can save God's precious children. So what we say is it is a story about Operation Underground Railroad, but we don't receive any of the proceeds. So we would love any of your listeners, viewers who go to the movie, then go to our website, OURrescue.org, OURrescue.org, and learn about the men and women who are on the ground every single day fighting this crime. Now, we have been very blessed just in the past three days since this movie opened. We have seen thousands more view, uh, visits to our website. We've seen donations start to increase. This is going to allow us to empower law enforcement in the U.S and around the world to fight human trafficking. But I appreciate you letting viewers know. So buy your ticket, go to the movie, support Angel Studios and Sound of Freedom. And then if you would, check out OURrescue.org and find out what we're doing today all across the world. Yeah, I, I got great stuff. I got the link down below in the description there. So I really encourage everybody to at least go over and share it. At least a share is more than, you know, is the least you could do. Share it to your social media, at least get more eyeballs on it. Uh, one question here now, uh, just to get into this with the child sex trafficking that's going on in the world. How big is it? I think people have an idea or a sense, but it, it's nowhere talked about as much like illegal drugs, illegal guns. Uh, we hear about that so much more on the news and on TV. How bad, how big is child sex trafficking in America and around the world? Well, look, it is the fastest growing criminal and criminal enterprise in the world. It's eclipsed the illegal arms trade and profitability, and it is going to soon surpass the drug trade. Why is that? How many times can you sell a bag of cocaine one time? How many times can you sell a human being over and over again? The statistics, Alec, are hard to come, you know, to really find out, right? State Department, United Nations may say 23 million slaves today in, in the world. An international Labor Organization, I've seen them say 40.3 million. What I say is, look, I don't know what the numbers are, but on more than 20 occasions with Operation Underground Railroad, I have led undercover rescue operations in countries in the Caribbean, Africa, uh, South America. And within minutes, I'm talking to someone who's selling a shell necklace or a jet ski ride who has connection to drugs and traffickers. And then within an hour, sitting across the table from someone who's bartering the life, the health, the freedom of a child, of, of a, a woman, as if they're talking about a sack of potatoes, bag of limes. It weighs this much. It costs this much. It'll do this much. So it is that demand side. And that's what I love, too. You know, you talk about first class fatherhood and we're trying to rally good men. We really have to focus on the demand, don't we? It's incumbent upon us men to raise the bar to the women in our lives and not be a part of this problem. And I think this movie is going to let men and women know, but certainly men come out of there and say, you know what? I've got to look at myself. I've got to look at my community. I can make a positive difference. 
Yeah, and I pray that we could get something like I, I remember the show uh, with uh, Chris Hansen there when he would come That's out of the thing to catch a predator. I, I think like every local police department should have at least one guy that's doing that in the community. Like they should be setting people up online and exposing these guys. I wish like every local police department could have, could afford to have one guy sitting in a room tracking these guys and trapping them. Cause I love that show and I wish they'd bring it back. And it seems like this movie too, uh, sound of the freedom. It's like a, a real life. I know Liam Neeson with the, uh, what was the movie he did with this thing? Taken. 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 Yeah. So this is like a real life taken. I mean, people watch that. And it's kind of like, Oh, it's an action movie or something. When, when you actually think that there's, Real people, real children that are involved in this stuff are being trafficked. It's mind-blowing to me. And I, wa I want to ask you this, Matt, because uh, I'm curious. These people that you're talking about that are that are selling, like they're selling a, a, you know, a bag of Coke or a bag of, or a kid, like it's nothing. Are those people necessarily uh, pedophiles or, is, or are these people that are actually buying and selling the children? Are they just hustlers? Are they guys that are just, you know, evil people, but not predators, not not pedophiles themselves are they just grabbing the clients and finding the uh you know the pedophiles and then making the connection one in one like a drug addict it, it, what, what's the story with them yeah great question a trafficker i usually say himself but there are women as well so a trafficker himself has made a decision it's a business decision alec it is a in their mind a low risk high reward proposition why low risk? Well, come on, you know, law enforcement's not coming after me. There's not what you mentioned in every sheriff's department, police, you know, department, one person dedicated to doing this that, you know what, you know, no one's coming after me and high reward. I can sell someone over and over again and profit off of them. So what Operation Underground Railroad wants to do is empower law enforcement to make that risk side very risky. So when we go undercover, we go to the tourist areas, beaches, bars, red light districts, and we just kind of walk around. Unfortunately, these traffickers see the American face. It is Americans who are the number one consumer and producer of child sex abuse material, what we used to call child pornography. The number one supplier of these child sex tourists. And that's what Sound of Freedom does a great job exhibiting, where just some tourists are offered all different types of things. And our men and women, when we go overseas, we're offered all different types of things. But who we're talking to is not necessarily the pedophile. They're the trafficker catering to that demand. So we play the role, not of the pedophile, because a trafficker might say, oh, this girl's 12 years old. Why don't you go and try out the goods? Uh, no, I'm not doing that. We're the middlemen. We're the barters, right? The bargainers for the rich people coming over. That's how we do it. And it has worked almost every single time, sadly, because this happens for real every single time in every corner of the world. Yeah. And Matt, do you get to the actual buyer itself or do you guys grab the trafficker? Is it still hard to get? Because I know the Epstein client list is still like the it's a miracle. No one's ever seen it. You know, it's like aliens. They, they're not captured on, on on video. We haven't seen this Epstein client list and it's been years now since he supposedly hung himself. You would think that that thing would have been broadcast to everybody. Everybody should know who was on that list. But it seems like the people buying these children are the most protected people on the planet. So are you guys able to get the actual people, the rich people? or the people who are buying them or are you able to just get the people that are selling them so we are getting better now targeting that demand in the past we again provided this type of training to help instead of just giving them a fish you teach them to fish and how to fight trafficking we would then help to arrest the traffickers and rescue the children now we have a bunch of different strategies where we're able to ingratiate ourselves with actual buyers in the Caribbean, and I ask any of your viewers to think about, you know, if you want to go to the Dominican Republic, Colombia, Haiti, places in you know, Mexico, do you see older men with younger looking women who are local women there, girls? 
that's kind of who we're now getting into. And I won't go into too many details just because of operational security, but we are going to that to that extent. We are uh, sharing that information with the host government. But you know who's doing a really good job and they get a bad rap, you know, ICE agents, right? Isn't it terrible? These ICE agents on the border being accused of all these things. Homeland Security Investigations is doing a wonderful job going after American predators overseas and in the U.S. And that's what we're trying to help them a little bit by providing intelligence because they'll these these traffickers, these pedophiles, they'll talk to us. They'll have a beer with us because they don't suspect anything. They don't realize we're recording the evidence to share with local authorities. Man, I, I can't I'm even begin to imagine what it must be like to sit there and have to listen to these conversations when you're doing them undercover. I mean, I, I would imagine it's got what, what is the personal toll, Matt, that this takes a family man uh, and, and having to let are you just immune to it by now. Or how, what is the toll it takes on you personally? Yeah, I wish we could get immune to it. I've been married for 25 years. I have two college-age daughters, Alec. I don't know if you can see all the gray hair in my sideburns. That's from these daughters who I love, but they've given me a lot of trouble over the years because of what they put out on social media, very casual, not realizing the dangers that are out there. But my wife told me when I left the CIA to join Operation Underground Railroad, she said, you've done all this stuff all over the world. This is gonna be the hardest thing you've ever done. I said, no, honey, they train you how to you know, go to a certain place in your mind. But it's as you say, it is horrible sitting across the table and you have to act like you're excited about this when all you want to do is come across and strangle them, right? Punch them out, vigilante justice. But you have to say, oh, yeah, that's exactly what the boss wants. So trust me, we have therapy. We've got pro bono people who help us, our operators. We shift them all the time because you never get immune to this because think about the things you have to see. Think about the things you have to talk to, talk about. But what we do is we try to stay in role because if we can play the role correctly within a day, a week, whatever it is, these kids will be safe and back with their parents or into vetted aftercare homes. Incredible stuff. And obviously you're ex-CIA. Not everybody is. So like, what, what, can the, uh, what can the average father out there do that's got teenage daughters, teenage sons, even young? I know they go a lot younger than that when they're trafficking kids. But what can the average American father, family man or mom that's out there, what can they do? What steps can they take to make sure their kids don't become part of another one of these statistics? Yeah, I love that. And that's why I love your show. So fathers, first of all, know fathers how important you are, how important we are. Don't listen to society who says that we aren't necessary anymore. And why do I say that? The vast majority of trafficking victims in the United States, and a lot of it's overseas as well, in the United States, come from fatherless homes without a father figure, broken homes where these kids, girls mostly, but also boys, aren't getting the love they need from their fathers. So to quote the you know country Western song, they go looking for love in all the wrong places. They go to these groomers, they go into these trafficking networks. So fathers, tell your daughters their love, value them, but also tell them, be careful on social media, be careful the pictures you're putting out there because there are groomers out there looking for you. Be careful of all these friend requests you're accepting because you never know if you're talking to a 17-year-old girl or a 65-year-old man whose profile picture is, you know, uh, Zac Efron if he's a boy or something like that. Then fathers of sons, let's raise our boys to be men with more, more intolerant of locker room talk, a bad locker room talk, more intolerant of sexist jokes, objectifying. And again, I'm the first guy. I'm not saying I have this halo over my head. I think about what I said and jokes, but that's where it's all led because I'll, and I'll end with this here is no man just wakes up one day at the age of 45, 55 and says, I'm going to buy a prostitute. I'm going to go. It's a journey of a thousand steps. Well, those are, first steps are calling a girl the B word or objectifying her or thinking she's less than human. And that is what allows some men to think I can do this. So I don't know if that answers your question, but fathers, we are key. We must join with amazing women in our life to fight this.
Yeah, amen, Matt. And it's amazing just online. I remember with the, when the whole thing with uh, uh, Manti Teo happened from uh, Notre Dame with the fishing or whatever the, whatever the hell that was all about. And it was like it, you could actually get a guy to believe he's got a girlfriend that doesn't even exist and that the person yeah. died. It's like it's amazing what is going on on these screens. And I think with the AI technology, I think this is going to get a lot worse. How, how how crucial is the technology and you in tracking these guys? Do you, is that a big part of the tool or is it more like you said, sitting down, having a beer with a guy and finding out and getting down because you never know what's real or what's not? How much of the technology do you guys use? And is there a fear or is there a concern about AI? And is that going to be an issue for you guys going forward? Yeah, first, backing up your question to what's happening now with trafficking trends, more and more of this is going online. Now, it still exists, the whole pretty woman, Julia Roberts, you drive down Hollywood Boulevard and pick up a woman you know, in the corner. She's just as much as a victim of someone being exploited online. But dark web, social media, grooming, a lot of this is happening now where, again, kids have no idea who they're really talking to on the other end of the line. All that groomer needs is to get one incriminating photo. Maybe they ask for a sexed photo and they take a picture of themselves with their cell phone. Once they have that, it's now blackmail and they can lure them in. Also, these criminals in the United States are getting more and more sophisticated. That's why we're doing more and more to empower U.S. law enforcement, providing uh, high-tech tools and training, software uh, that can track child pornography, track files being shared. That still exists overseas, but I would say overseas, it's much more of the rolling into a tourist area, asking the local guy where to get girls. But in the United States, I think now that's a minority of cases. These girls are now being pimped out online and then exploited out in massage parlors and other places around our country. Yeah, and I was going to say, is there is there anything as far as like a the hottest spot? Is is, is I know you said America the big consumers here too, which is a, which is sad to hear. Like the Western world being the biggest consumer, is there a hot spot in the world where it's like this is going on more than anywhere else? Is there a demographic? Is there anything that kind of signals oh this is the majority, or is it just it's always different all the time? So any tourist spot where Westerners and Americans go, those are big spots because, again, the traffickers know that it is, unfortunately, the Westerners, those who have means, United States, America, Canada, Great Britain, the Netherlands, Germany. However, in the United States, it happens as much in Chicago, New York and L.A. as it does in Peoria, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, where I live, small towns. It, again, is really being fed by this demand. And I tell you what, you look at this, and I know you'll agree with this. I mean, this COVID lockdown, all the stuff that, that we're not even realizing yet the damage it was done with pornography, with online pornography, men mostly cooped up for 18 months, two years on their laptops, on their phones, seeing this pornography that's more and more hardcore. Now that makes them want to become what are called contact offenders to actually go out and try to exploit women and girls. That's what we're seeing now across, around the world. So that's a little bit of who the, 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 the buyer is. And I wish they would have horns and a tail so we could, hey, there's the devil, there's the devil. Nope, it's your pastor, it's your titan of industry, it's your softball coach, it's your, I mean, it's everyone. And that's why we just have to always keep our, our, our antenna out. And fathers and mothers, we need to protect our children. Yeah, and I feel like this isn't a Democrat thing or a Republican thing. This is an America thing. This is a parent thing. It's like we. this is something if we can't all come together on this, we're, we are completely lost in our souls. But I yep. do get a lot of that ball back online, too. Whenever you start talking about this, one side starts saying, oh, it's the priests and it's and it's all the it's all the church people. And then the other side will say, oh, it's all the LGBTQ people. They're the ones that are doing it. It's like we're battling back and forth when the truth is, just like you said, it's everybody. But. Because I do get I'm a, I'm a Catholic and I get this all the time. And I say, listen, I think the guy that's doing this from the church should be fried just the same as I think the person uh, who's not from the who's a secular person should be fried. But is there do you find that when you're doing this is the religious institutions, are they a big part of the problem? 
So we have not seen that. Again, every religion, I'm sure, has their bad apples as well. I will say that talking about Catholic faith, which I love, many members of my extended family are, Catholic charities and other groups have really done a lot to help trafficking victims. We've partnered with a bunch of different faiths and people of no faith or who profess to have no faith, but they just know it's right and wrong. So I don't think you can, you know, with a broad brush, paint any religion in that light. But what it comes down to at the end of the day, and I'll just, I know I keep going back to it, but your show is perfect to talk about this. It's men, too many men who think these are prostitutes and they don't realize these are trafficking victims. They think it's pretty woman volunteering. They don't know they're victims. If we can do away with the demand, then there wouldn't be a supply, correct? And I know, oh, that's a pipe dream. I don't think so. Because if someone would have talked to me when I was 18 years old and 25 years old and said, hey, you know, those girls in the strip club, they're actually victims. They don't want to be there. Those girls work in the streets. They're not really choosing. They say they want to choose, but they have no other... If I would have known that back then, I could have rallied other men. I can't change in the past, but now I can change the future. And that's why we're hoping to talk to people in your audience and others that we can end this. We can rally around this cause. And, and, and you know, a lot of times I've driven a lot of taxis and a lot of Uber in my life. And I, I've picked up a, a lot of uh, uh, girls from the club, strippers, and taking them home to New York or taking them to Elizabeth or wherever they're going to be. And some of them I can have conversations with and try to, you know, get, get some stuff out of them. Like, hey, trying to figure out as a father who has a little girl uh, and try to figure out how did you end up in a spot like this? And is there some, you know, clam up? They don't say a word. They won't talk to you. Others, you could tell that they have got so many deep problems going on that they just they're, they're afraid to communicate it. They don't want to be honest. And it's just so sad. And it's amazing that in this, you know, woke culture that we're in right now in this society where it's like uh, every everything that has to do with um, women is being guarded. I can't believe strip clubs still even exist. Like you drive by in certain cities, like they're everywhere. It's like, it's amazing. How are these people not getting shut down where everything else is like viewed as like, oh, that's sexist. Oh, that's this. But meanwhile, they're still having men stuffing dollar bills down the short pants of these girls and everyone, and it's allowed to go on. And do you think at some point we're going to, and how, number one, how big of a problem is the strip club scene when it comes to this trafficking thing? And number two, do you think we'll see a day when they finally shut these things down? Yeah, so I call them sexually oriented businesses or SOBs for short, right? I mean, that's a bad <laughs> joke, but you know what I mean. So what I will say is I will use just where I live in Dallas, Texas, the known area of strip clubs. They make them seem like they're wonderful gentlemen's clubs and these great luxury places. Well, if you take a closer look at that neighborhood where they are, why is there a seedy motel right next door? Why is there an Asian massage parlor open from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. on the other side? Why is there a condoms to go store there? It's because this is all related. Guys may think they'll go into the strip club and think it's an even trade. I want to see her body. She wants my money. They don't realize the trauma that's been in these girls' lives that have left them with no other choice to, but to be in the strip club and then take it farther. Why are all these other establishments around? Because after a while, it's not just enough to stuff dollar bills in someone's G-string. You're like, okay, now I need to actually take one of these girls to this hotel, to the condom store, go to the massage parlor. It's all linked. I know the Dallas City Council, and again, I'm just using Dallas as an example, but I think this is happening all over in the U.S. They are starting to take more steps to shut these things down. And Texas was the first state in the United States to make the purchase of sex a felony. Other states are rallying. That's what we need to do. I know New York has actually gotten on board as well. That's what we need to do. These men, it's not just a slap on the wrist. It's not an even trade. Once everyone realizes, again, trafficking, not prostitution, victims, not volunteer, that's where we're going to get this groundswell of support that I think you mentioned and we're hinting at that I hope that in the end we're going to say, no, enough of this. We have to stop this fueling this demand that's actually exploiting these women.
Yeah, and, and just to get your take, just because so many things we've seen come legal now. We know marijuana is legal. Uh, we know they've decriminalized so many hard drugs in so many pl- places in America here. Do you think we get to a point where they start legalizing prostitution? And if they do get to that point, does it make it safer or any better? Or does it make this problem a lot worse? Yeah, our organization, Operation Underground Railroad, is absolutely against the legalization of sex work for a variety of reasons, because these networks, these criminal networks are already formed and they try to make it seem like, oh, these girls are all over age and they're doing this of their own free will in the court. Yeah, that may be in the actual strip clubs themselves, but what's happening in the back alley? What's happening with the managers who knows where the minors are being exploited? There's a huge connection. And I will tell you that we work in the Netherlands a lot and we love to be able to partner with that that country. But in Amsterdam, they're having a huge problem with legalized sex, yet child trafficking through the roof. That's what I'm fearing would happen if our country pushes towards legalization of prostitution and sex work. Yeah, well said. All right. Well, obviously, right now, Sound of Freedom crushing it at the box office. What does anybody play you in the film? Or you got a guy character for playing you or what? So I joke that I have a three second cameo. I play a Homeland Security Investigations officer because I was on those operations with Tim Ballard. So they let me go in. So I joke they're putting me up for an Oscar. Best supporting actor in a three second role. (laughs) (laughs) But I would tell that viewers go see Sound of Freedom. Jim Caviezel, the Tim Ballard character. Everything in that movie is based on something that happened with Operation Underground Railroad, except till the end. I won't spoiler alert. We didn't go into the Columbian jungles getting shot at by the FARC rebels. Pretty cool theater, though. But everything else on our website, OURrescue.org, we have actually a section that says based on a true story, except the parts that aren't. We'll talk about what we did. And then Angel Studios in the coming months. And Alec, I'd love to come back on your show is they're going to put out our documentaries. We have one called Triple Take, which is the true story of the operations in Colombia that then Hollywood looked at and said, we're going to put it to into the movie. So lots going on. Sound of Freedom. We're so grateful for everyone who will go watch the movie and then visit OURrescue.org to support the men and women of Operation Underground Railroad. Yeah, really well said. We'll, we'll, when the movie is done uh, crushing the box office, will it be available on the website? Will people be able to go right to Operation Underground Railroad and purchase the film? Will, will, will there be something like that as soon as the film gets done making the rounds in the theater? Right now, I think Angel Studios is going to do kind of what they did with The Chosen, if you know that powerful series right. of The Life of Christ. Uh, they're going to have it available on their app. And then I know we certainly are going to ask for ways that we can monetize this throughout. Because, again, we're using sort of the Harriet Beecher Stowe model, right? Uncle Tom's Cabin, a book, entertainment, to raise awareness about a social scourge back then, transatlantic slave trade. We're using movies and documentaries to talk about modern day slavery to get this army to fight and realize that we can end this. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I did a, a really great interview with Dallas Jenkins. I love The Chosen. I, I did an interview with his dad, too, Jerry. Really great family. So, all right, Matt Osborne. Obviously, I think the important part here, too, is, like I said at the top, uh, none of the proceeds from Sound of Freedom are going to Operation Underground Railroad. So it is important. As always, the movie is grabbing much success. Doesn't necessarily mean that success is spilling into the Operation Underground Railroad. I encourage people to get over and check out the website. It's down below in the description down there. Uh, last thing, Matt, here, what, what what is your message out there? I know we talked about what parents can do to protect uh, their kids in and around the world. Uh, g- give me a last message there for that. the new parents, the about-to-be parents that are out there listening. Look, my kids are now in college and I know they're still going to have some danger in college. There are threats, but I'm so glad they are through the danger zone of middle school, high school. New parents, Alex, in your audience is probably like, holy cow, how crazy our society is right now. What's it going to be like in 15 years when my daughters or son or teenagers? 
Just remember healthy awareness. Parents, you know better than anyone else what's good for your kids. Isn't that crazy nowadays? Thinking about parents actually should be able to decide what's best for their kids. Yes, parents, you decide how much you share with your kid and at what age. Just always remember to remind them there is danger out there, but there is good. Listen to your parents, listen to your church leaders, get educated. And that's really almost 100% of the way to protecting yourself is knowing that this exists. Yeah, really well said. I love the message. Uh, Matt Osborne, uh, God bless you for what you guys are doing. You and Operation on the Ground Railroad. Everybody, go see Sound of Freedom. And uh, Matt Osborne, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on the Outlay Show. Thanks, Alec. Really appreciate it. All right. Wow. Uh, tough topics to talk about. I really appreciate Matt stopping by, giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was uh, pretty cool. If you guys have not yet seen Sound of Freedom, what are you waiting for? Find out what all the fuss is about. And just uh, if you're a family man, you're a family woman, uh, you're a young parent out there, really, if you're just an American, go see this movie because it is so important that the message gets around. And like Matt said, none of the proceeds from the movie go to Operation Underground Railroad. It's obviously, it's a great uh, promotion for Operation Underground Railroad and what they're doing to actually shine the light on what the good work that they are doing. There's so many good human beings in this world uh, that are standing up to the darkness of what is child sex trafficking. So if you can, the link is down there below to the Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, check them out. Donate if you'd like. Help them out. Even sharing their website on social, me uh, on social media goes a long way. So, again, I encourage you, you know, check out the film Sound of Freedom playing now. It has really outgrown what they expected to see at the box office. It's really done some crazy numbers. It's gaining some momentum. It's taken on a life of its own. It's really is, it really is something special happening. So go check it out. I'm going to be back here on Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow me on Instagram at The Alec Lay Show for upcoming guest announcements. Uh, we're going to jump into some more topics and stuff next week. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Don't forget, today brought to you by MyPillow.com. Get over to MyPillow.com. The 4th of July sale ends, I believe, tomorrow or Saturday. So get over there and check it out. Up to 80% off on your entire order. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD at MyPillow.com. All right, so have a great weekend out there, everybody. Stay safe. Uh, God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. God bless you, the listener. And I'll catch you next week, Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Rumble.